Hello everyone and welcome to episode 7 of the Slar Report. This is Victor, of course bringing you all the action of what's coming up now, which is round 10 of the of Slar, again the Superliga Americana Rugby down in South America. And we, we did it everyone, this is of course the last a round of regular season. And of course, the next two weeks, we're talking, going to be talking about semifinal and final. So, so yeah, I'm quite saddened by the fact that this is very much coming to an end. I, I already did know that SLR was going to be a short league, but unfortunately, this, um, again, definitely bring it up, brings it up to, to view. Well, uh, with that said, I'm thinking, of course, very much for everyone that's still listening to this. Uh, again, for me, bringing you the action was what's happening down in South America and talking, of course, all things SLR. Okay, everyone, so with that said, let's get right into it. Again, this will be... Are the, the last round again of regular season. So uh, the first match we're going to be speaking about is going to be Olympia Lions, the team from Paraguay against Cafeteros Pro, the team from again the team from uh, Colombia. In uh, of course in their in their last match of regular play. So this matchup uh, came up. Uh, as it was previously uh, with a selection of mostly a uh, cafeteros Colombian pack. So of the eight uh, eight forwards, uh, seven of them were Colombian. The only one that wasn't was Felipe Puertas, which is one of the back rows from Argentina. Uh, when it comes to the back line, uh, you had both Julian Navarro, at scrum half, and you have Johan Ortiz at uh, fly half. Then you have uh, Alvaro Gamara and Christian Rodallegas, both in the wings. And of the seven backs, the the last three were Argentinian. You got Tomas Garcia and Santiago Resino in the centers, and Facundo Ferrario, Ferrario excuse me, at fullback. Now, when it comes to Olympia, uh, it was mostly the Ar- Argentinian players, actually. Uh, so, in this instance, uh, you, uh, of the again the ones that were uh, again the ones that were uh, Paraguayan, uh, you got Renato Cardona, which pretty much started all all games uh, at at uh, at eleven or fourteen or sometimes fifteen. Uh, then uh, you got a couple of others besides him, but he's definitely he has always been a starter, of course, a captain of the of the national side. In this instance, the um, the, the Gomez Para brothers uh, were actually only one of them actually played. Uh, Matias, uh, the other, I'm um, blanking on his name, uh, was actually not uh, on the on the on the on the starting twenty three specifically. Or the match day twenty three, excuse me. Well, in any case, this match uh, originally when it was first played, Olympia Lions won thirty nine to thirty two. Well, in this uh, second matchup between the teams, he ended up with a fifty one thirty three com- comfortable win uh, of Olympia uh, against Cafeteros. So, in this particular match. Uh, we have the first half, which was dominated by by Lions. Uh, they were up twenty one to zero after thirty four minutes. Uh, they uh, they had tries by Herrera. Uh, excuse me, not by Herrera. Excuse me. Uh, they got tries by um, Riquelme, uh, Gonzalez, and Gandini. Then after that, there was a first try, a first half try by Cafeteros, uh, by Herrera, and minute thirty seven. Uh, again, before the end of the. Uh, before in the end of the of the try of the excuse me of the half that that was by the hooker one 
Juan David Herrera. And then the second half was pretty much all, uh, all cafeteros, really. Uh, so you had tries by Ocampo, Puertas, Resino, and Gonzalo Garcia at, at the end. Uh, so of the one, two, three, four, five tries, uh, four of them were converted. Now, in regards to Olympia, there were tries by Montaner, Diez, Abogado, and Garcete. So there were four tries also put by the team on the second half, plus the other three that were on the first half. So we had seven to, uh, uh, to five tries uh, from one team to another, which is not too shabby. Uh, in this case, uh, Olympia Lions had three conversions, uh, actually, excuse me, got four conversions, actually, and a couple of penalties by Maximo Ledesma, which in this past couple of games has been the main man, uh, on, again, on the team, especially in that victory against Segnam. So uh, since this is uh, actually, you know, actually, I'll, I'll wait to the end to to talk about each uh, of the particular teams in the regular season. But in any case, a good effort by uh, by Cafeteros. And keep in mind that Cafeteros is playing most of their Colombian players whenever playing Olympia or or um or Cobras, because of uh, of course it was the the point that is 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 being looked for is getting them ready for, again, the, the the Rugby World Cup 2023 qualifiers coming up now uh, in the, let me see, this will be, I believe, in June. Let me actually, let me just check. But I believe it is coming at either June or July. But let me just confirm, actually, if it is here mentioned what I'm looking at. No, it's not. But in any case, I believe it's in June. In any case, uh, the point is trying to get the um, Colombian players that are playing f- at uh, this high level for the very first time, uh, get them comfortable with each other. So that way, when they, again, when they're playing the national teams of their respective countries, because keep in mind, when uh, they play most of those Paraguayan guys, it's going to be the national team. So those Argentinian uh, uh, reinforcements that they got are not going to be on that field. So they definitely want the national players to be comfortable enough to, when time comes, they actually can uh, serve again as um, again as a good match play against the Paraguayans, which they which already they have beat uh, beaten uh, a couple of years ago. Okay, in any case, so that was match one. The second match after that, we had um, Jaguares against Peñarol. So in this particular uh, matchup, of course, Peñarol uh, was coming in, uh, guns blazing. Uh, again, in this instance, they had um, Andres Vilaseca in, uh, captaining from the inside center. And from there on, of course, they had uh, their a couple, a couple of Argentinian players uh, inside. Um in the backs, there were uh, five Uruguayans, uh, uh, and then the two Argentinians, which were Manuel uh, Gone, uh, uh, Nogues, excuse me, in the um, on in, in scrum half position, and Martin Roger at fly half. Uh, then in the forwards, you had um, Noel Milan on second road and Corrado Roda road, uh, in on on the eighth, and then the other six were Uruguayan internationals. Uh, when it came to Hawaii's, of course, all of their uh, their, their things were from again from, uh, from the country. Uh, how uh, they had uh, three Pumas in the starting lineup. Uh, so Juan Pablo uh, Juan Pablo Seis was on the tie head. Francisco Corinthians was on the flanker, and Felipe Escura uh, was their score half. And of course, the others were uh, mostly uh, Argentina 15 players. Well, in any case, this match ended with 
42 to 18 wing to how it is from to to Peñarol. Uh, so how I started with a band, we had um, a Francisco Collison that I just mentioned, first try in the second minute, uh, converted 7-2-0 to, to already. Then after, after that, Peñarol uh, hit back. Uh, so Rodrigo Silva uh, hit the, the line from fullback, uh, made the half break link with Mateo Vinales. Vinales uh, scores. There we go. Uh, unfortunately, Martin Roger missed a conversion right there. Uh, then after that, we had a scored uh, by Tomas Cubilla from Juarez, uh, right right back on that. And then that was followed by a solo drive by Felipe Escurra. So two of the uh, of the Argentinian Cup players were already on the score sheet. Uh, then after that, in the remaining first half, uh, Peñarol scored uh, through uh, Guillermo Pujadas, through a lineup which fin- finished off on a rolling mall. Uh, Roger converted that. Uh, Peñarol, of course, uh, would not score again. Uh, literally uh, on minute 21, when Pujada scored and the conversion was put, 18, that's all they did. Uh, from there on, of course, Jaguares uh, just went, uh, again, went at it. Um, so after that, you had a minute 52 scored by Baca, then a minute 55 won by Tomas Albornoz, and another one by uh, Cubilla again at 64. So Cubilla actually scored twice, again, ending at a 42-18 uh, again win. So uh, this was, of course, to be expected in all honesty, since we have seen how Wallace have pretty much dominated all teams. But as I mentioned, the week prior, uh, teams like uh, Peñarol, Segnam, and Olympia, which are, have already qualified for the semifinals, are looking to rest up their best players so that way they're ready for the semifinals. So really, Peñarol dropping this game was nothing, in all honesty, uh, because, of course, they're waiting uh, for what it is to come, of course, which is that uh, matchup against Segnam. So of course you want your best players uh, ready for uh, again for the for what's coming up there. Okay, everyone. So lastly, we had the matchup against Cobras uh, from Brazil and Segnam from Chile. So in this one, of course, the very first match was a sixty-six to ten victory over uh, Segnam over Cobra. So of course, uh, Cobras was looking to to attack some type of revenge, obviously, uh, trying to show again uh, to show up. So in this instance, Cobras started with fourteen of their Brazilian players. The only one that was uh, non-Brazilian was Manuel Bernstein or Bernstein at second row. Then everyone else was Brazilian qualified. Uh, so the front row was um, uh, Kaike Silva, Jan Rossetti, that has served as the, the captain of the Brazilian team every so often. You got Mateus Rocha, uh, and that's already on the front row. Then you got Clever Diaz, uh, Mateus Claudio, and Andres Roda on the back road, specifically. And the other, I believe it was um, Clever Diaz, of course, is one of the um, one of the locks that was with um, bursting after that, and of course all the bags, uh, obviously Argentina, uh, excuse me, obviously from Brazil. Then when it came to to Segnam, they, that as you may remember dropped that that game. Uh, uh, oh, uh, let me see. Oh, actually, excuse me, they had that wing again over over Peñarol the the week um, uh, prior uh, specifically, which was um, the um, the twenty seven to seventeen uh, victory. Uh, again, going back to what happened in 2020, as I mentioned before. 
Um, let me second. Uh, here we go. I lost my third thought there for a moment. Uh, so again, they were coming in hot, obviously from that victory to, uh, again against uh, Peñarol. So uh, we had um, Ignacio Silva that's the started. Uh, uh, but actually, excuse me, you had uh, Ignacio Silva, who was actually my replacement in, as opposed to a starter that, as he was uh, previously. Uh, so most of the players actually started with replacement throughout the season because you got Tomas uh, Dusalan, Seban in, in Ostrosa, and Rotista Estavile, who I would pronounce his name, at the forwards. Then you got Lucas Carvalho, uh, Julio Blanc, and Luca Cavalli in the backs. And then you got uh, Santiago Vidal that moved from inside center to fly half, and Larenas that was a captain for the very first time. Because again, Ignacio Silva was usually the guy that had that, um, again, that, that honor. Okay, so in this match, we had a, a score. Uh, this was a, of a 21 to 20 victory. Cobras against Segnam. So yes, this was Cobras' very first victory over an opponent that was not Cafeteros Pro. So, which was actually quite good on their half. So, the score started with Santiago Videla from Segnam scoring a penalty try. Excuse me, penalty try. A penalty, excuse me, penalty kick. So, 3-0. Then after that, we have Moses Duque, that got a man of the match. He, again, scored another, also scored a, a penalty kick. So, 3-3 right there. Then we had a... After that, and there was a second try, extremely second effort for him, but that was off mark. Then, uh, again, a couple of minutes after that, we had the first try by uh, Cobras from flanker uh, Matus Claudio, and it was already an 8-6 to six, um, game. Uh, after Videla scored it, another penalty kick a couple of minutes after that. And then we had a drop goal by Moses Duque, which gave it, a, which gave it an 11 to 6 advantage. And, and then the second half was coming up to an end, there was an end, and the scores won a penalty. And then from a line out into a rolling mall, Jan Rossetti finished off the try. And by halftime, Cobras was winning 18 to 6 to sack them. Remember, this is a team that they lost to. 66 to 10, so not too shabby. So the second half came. So Thomas uh, Dussalon scored probably the best try of the match. He touched down. It was a, pretty much a uh, again, it was a pick and go, scored right there. Then we had another try, and that was by Augusto Bomme, and that was the very last one uh, for, for Segnam. And what was their undoing, really, uh, was the fact that they gave a penalty to. Uh, Cobras, uh, this, uh, this guy um, Duque took, uh, took the kick, and the game ended right there at a twenty. Uh, pretty much, I made, this was a mini. Yeah, this was literally a, a minute eighty. The game at that time was um, a twenty uh, twenty two eighteen. Yeah, twenty one to eighteen exactly. So gave it the, the kick. He scored it. And it ended up being 21 to 20. Literally at this last kick. I don't know what it is with the Brazilians and literally end, uh, uh, winning at the very end. They did that playing against um, USA that one time in 2016. Um, they did that also to um, Canada at one point in time too at the America's Rugby Championship. I don't know what it is, but in any case, Cobras won. And of course, I was really happy for them. And, and with that said, that was the very last match of the regular season of uh, MLR, excuse me, MLR, SLR, excuse me, talking about completely different 
competition. And as we established before, everyone, and next, um, actually this week, technically, since we, as you know, we recorded some Mondays. Uh, so this upcoming Saturday, uh, May the 8th, is going to be the semifinals, as we established before, Juarez Olympia and Peñarol Segnam. So we got Argentina, Paraguay franchise versus, and then after that, we got Uruguayan franchise versus Chilean franchise here. So in this case, the semifinals eh, have been really easy to call. Hawaii, we know for a fact that they're going to go to the championship. But remember that they, the match they had against um, Olympia, which ended up at 40 to 26, a score on round nine was probably the hardest match they had. So it is there is a possibility that Olympia may come with everything and may beat Hawares if Hawares decides to take it easy on them. But we'll see if that's going to be the case. This is just me making assumptions. And of course, the Peñarol Segna match is interesting for the fact that, of course, Peñarol lost to Segna 27 to 17. But keep in mind, it's very different when you're playing the, the regular season, but then you come semifinals. So there's definitely a possibility that Peñarol may come with everything and destroy Seknam. But of course, Seknam may be able to counter that and beat them. So we'll see what happens. But in any case, speaking of the other two teams, in this case, um, Cafeteros and Cobras, because of course this is their, their out of the road, uh, Cobras won three matches. And again, just to clarify, the first match that they won once uh, the first one with um against um cafeteros which ended at a 30 to 14 uh, score at round four and then we had the one that happened at round nine when they won again at 22 to 14 uh, and of course uh, the match that we just talked about right now which is the 21 to 20 against Technum. so cobras was a team that was coming with a lot a lot more expectations of again getting these big wings, of course, something that definitely derailed the um, the team was the the Kobe case that happened even before the team got to the field, where of course that first match against um, Hawaii unfortunately got canceled, and they got a couple of more Argentinian reinforcements, which was not a again, which was not such a big deal, but the fact that unfortunately that happened, I'm sure. That definitely relayed or excuse me, derailed things within the team, but they were able to sort of bounce back and or competitive at times, but not to not not to the point that I was expecting. And as and as you may uh, remember, dear listeners, I have said it quite a number of times that was I was expecting a lot more the from again from Cobras than what was delivered. Of course, uh, we do have. I have to understand, and we have to understand as a collective, that just like uh, Cafeteros, uh, Cobras was a t- again was a collection of players that were international players, but did not really played in, on a professional level. There were a couple of them that did so here and there. There were a couple of them that gave it a try in MLR. We do got, of course, Wilton Rebolo playing at Rugby United New York, and he's pretty much the only Brazilian player that has remained on the north side of the Americas. But other than that, all the players have decided to stay home. Of course, we'll see how things look once the qualifiers come over. And it seems to me that the qualifiers are going to go through, even through the pandemic, which is great. Um, but, of course, what they and Cafeteros also were looking for was to, of course, get their national players to 
again to an international level of course get them to play big games and the like so again i definitely do understand now the one that i definitely want to talk about the most in this in in this sort of recap is cafeteros of course cafeteros i said it many times this was a team that was competitive at times but again it's really the only team that was winning wingless but left again a good taste at least in my mouth so it wasn't that bad in all honesty again even though they did not win they did provide again definitely entertaining uh, matchups of course the first match around one was that 35 to 12 loss against Sectum, but again they were competitive on batches there then of course we got the 71 to 28 loss to Hawaii's where they scored 28 points at Hawaii's keep in mind this is team one against team six and they still were able to be competitive somewhat of course, we got then that match literally afterward, which, afterwards, which was a 54-3 loss against Peñarol. So, obviously, that one, unfortunately, did not show it in scoreboard. But then after that, of course, you got that other matchup with Olympia, which is which was 39-32, which was um, thus far uh, their best game, uh, aside from that um, Peñarol 14-13 uh, loss, which they literally lost by one point. So, again... With more competition, I know this team can be more competitive than possible. And yes, they did have, of course, those Argentinian players, but it did show that at times, again, even playing their full Colombian roster, again, they could get, again, the players would definitely get into that level, which is great. Now, when it comes to the scrum half and fly half positions, that is, um, again, of course, uh, the, the players are still not up there, but I would have definitely preferred to see them played. Uh, Johan Ortiz and, um, the, and this other guy, again, they're, um, the, again, the scrum had that just played. Um, let me look for his name because uh, I'm, I'm blanking on it. Um, Julian Navarro. So both Julian Navarro and Johan Ortiz, if they were to play them a little bit more often, that would have been good. Obviously, I'm sure they're, they're probably players are sort of already used to playing together because of the national team when they were playing with, as, when they play as, as Tucanes or, or Tucans. But, uh, but of course, I, I definitely have to give props uh, to, um, to Gonzalo Garcia, again, the Argentinian. Um, he definitely came in. Um, pretty much through the, the the team on on his back, and again, even though they did not win, that were he was definitely able to to guide them uh, through. Again, the the only player to win man of the match on the losing side. So again, definitely kudos uh, to to him. So I cannot wait to see Cafeteros, or should I say really the Colombian team as a whole, the national team coming up in the international, see how much they have improved in terms of level because of this experience with Solari, but that it has been so short. And of course, it has been iffy in regards to the, t- the way it was, it's been run because of the, the COVID and of course the bubble and everything else. But uh, again, I'm really glad Cafeteros was better in terms of levels than a that is some wolves. If any of you remember that team for Super Rugby, the the, the, the Japanese franchise, that um that at times were good and lost and they lost badly actually. Um, of course, this is a different level of play that we're referring to, but still, again, I'm definitely glad that they didn't had a a some wolves moment. It is in that regard. 
Okay, everyone. So with that said, and and just to uh, finish up, so like we said, established before, semifinals are coming this weekend. And again, Juarez against Olympia and Peñarol against Sectum. So it should be a good week. Again, a good semifinals week. Uh, of course, uh, what I'm betting is Juarez is definitely going to be in the finals. I'd be really surprised if Olympia wins, but I would definitely love to see Olympia in the finals instead of Hawaii's just to have something different. But when it comes to Peñarol uh, against Tecnam, that is a one that I'm kind of iffy. I, I want to push for Peñarol in the end, so that way Peñarol can play at home against whoever uh, wins from the Hawaii's Olympia matchup. But there is a possibility, of course, that Stegnam may come in and actually beat them back-to-back. So we'll see how that goes. It will be really interesting in any case. Okay, everyone, so I think with that said, we're going to be coming to an end of this, again, uh, episode number seven of the Slot Report. So thank you very much, everyone, uh, for, for listening. And, of course, next time we'll be uh, speaking with, uh, again, you'll hear me talk about the semifinals of the league. Keep in mind, we're coming up to the end, guys. Only two more episodes until the end and keep in mind the following week we're going to be talking of course about the final okay everyone so thanks again and again you'll hear me next week talking about all things slar thanks again muchas gracias